0: This podcast is made possible by listeners like you. Please be sure to subscribe and share with friends and family. To help support this ministry, please visit walkwiththeking.org forward slash donate. Thank you for listening. All right. Thank you very much. And hello again, dear radio friend. How in the world are you? You doing all right today? Yes, this is your friend, Dr. Cook, and I'm glad to be back with you. You know, uh, as I sit before these microphones, I have to bow my heart and and ask God that every word and even the tone of my voice may bring some blessing to some heart, and oh, if that happens, I'll be so grateful. I give out these broadcasts not just to hear myself talk, but in the hopes that as we put a handle on God's blessed word—we're in the book of Mark right now—as we try to put a handle on portions of God's word so that you can get hold of it for yourself There might be something specially helpful to you that sends you off to work or school or play or whatever it may be, or those of you who listen at night sends you off to your night's rest, refreshed in Christ and blessed and encouraged. That's my hope and my earnest prayer. Well, we're in in the Gospel of Mark, chapter 1. We just finished commenting about verse 35, where the Lord Jesus got up and went out and got alone and prayed. That's the procedure for every one of us. You have to do the getting up. You have to do the carving out of the time. He did it a great while before day. You have to find a place to be alone, and you have to do the praying. The Holy Spirit of God will pray through you. We know not what we should pray for as we ought, Paul says in Romans 8, but the Spirit himself maketh intercession for us with groanings which cannot be uttered. And he that knoweth the the hearts, he that searcheth the hearts, that's God the Father, knoweth what is the mind of the Spirit? Because he, the Spirit, maketh intercession for the saints according to the will of God. When you pray, as we say, in the Spirit, you are praying in the will of God, and you're sure to get an answer. What a glorious truth that is. Well, Peter, it says, they that were with him followed after him. They woke up and looked around, and the, the Savior was nowhere to be found in the house. This was Peter's house. And it said, Peter, and they that were with him followed after him. And when they had found him, they had to look for him a while. They said, All men are looking for you. What did you go away for? Everybody wants to see you. And he said, I've got to I've got to go to the next towns, that I may preach there also, for therefore came I forth. Do you always become available to people who want to see you? That's a question, isn't it? <laughs> well, I'll tell you the way I solved it. Every now and again, I have to back off and say, Now, oh, Lord, what's the most important? What's the most important thing? What is it that you really want me to do? It is dreadfully possible to get so busy with the gnats and flies and chips and shavings that you don't do anything really constructive, isn't it? The barrenness of busyness is what Vance Havner used to call it. I miss him now he's gone, don't you? The barrenness of busyness. Well, that's possible. And so for myself, every now and again I have to back off and say, Now God, what is it that really matters? And that will result in your saying no to some claims upon your time. You don't have to attend the ham and potato salad dinner of the sons and daughters of I Will Arise. You don't have to be there, you know. <laughs> You've had ham and potato salad before, haven't you? <laughs> well uh it is no sin to put first the things that god wants first you understand me there were people in peter's neighborhood that wanted to see him all men seek for thee well we want to see him well he said i've got to reach some other areas let's go into the next towns that i may preach there also for therefore came i forth now how do you determine the priority of god's will in your life do you know? Well, first of all, there are certain things that are found very clearly in the Word of God. God's guidance is always in agreement with His holy, inerrant, inspired Word, the Bible. God's guidance will always be in agreement with His Word. God will never guide you to anything that will disobey something that is clearly stated in His Word. All right? So, search the Scriptures, Jesus said, For in them ye think ye have eternal life, and they are they which testify of me. John five thirty nine, is the verse I remember memorizing that before I was seven years old, and it stuck with me all these years. Search the scriptures, the, the the Savior said. Well then, that's the first thing. If you want to determine the priorities in your life, then start there. What else? Well, Paul said, whatever you do in word or deed, do all in the name of the Lord Jesus, giving thanks to the God the Father by him. And whatever you do, do it heartily as for the Lord and not just for people. And so, and over in in First in Corinthians, whether ye, therefore you ye eat or drink or whatsoever you do, do all to the glory of God. So here you have another measuring point for the important things in your life. What is it? That is to the glory of God. And what is it that I can do heartily, psyched up, excitedly, as doing it for the Lord? And what is it that I can do in the name of that, is on behalf of, as a representative of my Lord Jesus Christ, as an ambassador for Him? Paul said in Second Corinthians 5, now then we are ambassadors for Christ, as though God did beseech you by us, we pray you in Christ's stead, be ye reconciled to God. You're an ambassador for Christ. That's what it means to do something in His name, all right? So now you're asking, what's important? What is the will of God? What is the revealed will of God in the Word? And what is the type of thing that I can say or do to His glory and as for Him, representing Him? Then Paul says, I do all things for the elect's sake that they may obtain salvation, which is in Christ Jesus. What is there that I can do that will result in bringing somebody else closer to Christ? What is there that I can do that will result in bringing someone else closer to Christ? I do all things, he said, for the elect, sake that they also may obtain salvation which is in Christ Jesus. He said, I've become all things to all men that I might by all means win some. What people think of me, said he, is not nearly so important as what they think of the Lord Jesus. So I want to win them. We're called to win people, not win arguments. So there's another question you can ask. Now, there's no clear reference in the Bible about something, and you don't have any particular guidance about it. Then what? You ask the question, does this make my life more spiritually rich and full, or does it drain and dull my spiritual life? There are certain legitimate things which leave you spiritually dulled. I might mention watching television for six hours, (laughs) for example. You know, there's nothing uh, so far as I, now you may disagree with me. My father used to say, we'll get to heaven, boy, and you'll know I was right. (laughs) But you may disagree with me. But in my opinion, there is nothing spiritually enriching in watching two or three hours of soap opera. uh, And that sort of a thing. Interesting, yes. Uh, Fascinating even, yes. But uh, it, it leaves you spiritually dull. It wastes, it's a great time waster, isn't it really? So you have to ask the question, what is this doing to my spiritual life? And what is it doing to my testimony before others? And how is it motivating anybody else to seek the Lord? And how is it affecting my testimony? Does it make my witness more believable or less credible? These are some of the things you ask about, about determining what's important. What has God really called me to do? Am I doing that or am I wasting my time on something else? I remember seeing a, an employee in a coffee shop at about 130 something and, and Broadway in uptown New York. I'd stopped for a cup of coffee and I was sitting there at the counter, and this man behind the counter was busy doing something. He was very busy. And the boss came in and just chewed him out to a fair thee well. And when the boss passed, uh, paused for uh, for breath, this employee said, well, can't you see I'm very busy? And the boss said, yes, but you're not doing what I told you to do. See, there's the problem. We look at our Heavenly Father and we say, oh, I'm very busy, Lord, doing this and that and the other. But very often he might well say to us, yes, but you're not doing what I told you. To do. The main task of the church is the evangelization of the world. Go ye into all the world and make disciples of every creature and so on. Preach the gospel to every creature. Uh, the main task of the church in this age is the evangelization, not the Christianization because you won't get them all, the evangelization of the world. Am I doing that? Am I contributing to that in any way? Is this busy schedule that I am maintaining? Does it make me spiritually dull or keep me spiritually sharp? Does it make me a better witness? Does it make me more of a believable Christian? Is it helping to fulfill the main task that God has given me on my way to eternity? These are the questions you want to ask. Yes, there were a lot of people in that town who were curious about seeing the Lord Jesus, but he said, I'm not going to see them now. I've got other things that I have to do. Paul the Apostle said, What things were gained to me, those I counted loss for Christ, yea, doubtless, and I count all things but loss for the excellency of the knowledge of Christ Jesus my Lord, for whom I have suffered the loss of all things, and do count them but refuse, that I may win Christ and be found in him, not having my own righteousness which is of the law, but the righteousness of God which is by faith in Jesus Christ. Paul made some choices, didn't he? And you and I also need to do that. I remember that happened to me years ago. I found myself being very busy in a local pastorate. And this would go back more than 40 years, I guess. Long, long way. I found myself being very busy in this local pastorate and and spiritually dry as a result. So I spent a whole week waiting on God and thinking and, and analyzing my schedule and seeing what I really had been doing with my time. And I came up with a number of things that I just didn't have to do anymore. And do you know something? My preaching was better. The results from it were better. The church went better. I was better. Simply because I decided what was really, really important. You want to try that for yourself? It takes a little time and some courage. But Jesus, our Lord, did it. And he said, as my Father hath sent me, even so send I you. Get some some paper and, and analyze your schedule and find out what you what you've been doing and then find out as you ask the question what's really important how many things you can you can omit in order to do better those eternally important things things that you'll want to see on god's record when uh, you meet our lord face to face everybody's looking for you peter said they didn't have anything to say about his praying at this point just broke into the prayer meeting. They said, everybody's looking for you. Why'd you go away? He said, I'm going to the next town that I may preach there also, because that's the reason that I'm here. Find out for yourself, beloved. Listen to this. Find out for yourself the compelling reason for your living. Why are you really alive? What is it all about? And then follow that above all else. For therefore, he said, came I forth. Dear Father, today, Help us do the things that will count for eternity. In Jesus' name I pray this, amen. Till I meet you once again by way of radio, walk with the King today and be a blessing.